0: Welcome to Tell It By Tuesday with Yes Girl Career Coaching. We're excited to head into the fall. We're shifting gears a little bit this time and we have a male guest with us. Very excited for that. And so we're going to have Coach Kelly and our guest Montel Graves so we can get a his versus hers perspective on various career topics. And so we're ready to kick off. And this week's topic, All I Do Is Win. So welcome, Coach Kelly. Welcome, Montel. Glad to have you. Hello.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Great. Before we jump into some of the questions that I have for you to get your two perspectives, can you just first, Montel, tell us a little bit about what you do and what you feel like has been the most meaningful actions you've taken to advance in your career?
1: Yeah. So right now, and for the past five years, I've been a residential real estate agent as well as and- an investor in San Diego, California market. And prior to that, I worked for 16 years for a big bank deciding where to place a new branch. And to answer the second part of your question, what has gotten me to this point? Number one, I have a really outgoing personality and people are, are drawn to me. I think that's helped me in corporate America as well as in entrepreneurship. And then secondly, my education, and critical thinking skills.
0: Awesome. I'm definitely interested to learn more about what makes people be drawn to you as we you talk through this segment. So Absolutely. Coach Kelly, for, can you just give us a little bit about your background and the most meaningful things that have impacted your rise to the position you're in right now? Sure.
2: So I have been in corporate America and various Fortune 500 companies for the last 23 years. So I am only like two years old. So, so you know, And I think the biggest thing that has driven my career is my understanding of the word no means not right now. And no to someone that I'm talking to may not be no to someone else. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you both for your introductions. So let's jump right
0: in. All I do is win. Montel and Kelly, can you tell me about a time where you were pursuing promotion or development opportunity? and it didn't work out for you and what you did to get the opportunity that you were seeking.
1: I felt a little bit spoiled at first and complained that when I first graduated from um, college and started corporate America, um, I was promoted after one year and then my second promotion came another two years later. So in my first three years I was promoted twice. So I'm like, Oh, this is easy. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really um, feel any adversity until my next run. It was probably, five or six years until I was promoted again. So rewind back to year four or five, we'll call it, when I'm pushing for that next promotion and it's not coming, I just finally had to go two levels up and ask my boss in the box, what do I need to do to get the next bump, to get the next title? And for me, it was expanding my duty, but there was really no other positions open, at least in my department, So I basically forced them to transfer me. I put a presentation together and talking about the pros and cons and and, and that of transferring me and in so many words told them that I would leave the company if they wouldn't go for it, which they did. And then that got me to my next promotion ultimately. So I basically had to figure out the why for the company or the bosses, and carve my way into that why and mold myself and my position and my role and, and, and. Let them understand that I'm an asset and can be a, even more of an asset if they were to make this transition possible when they did.
0: Thank you. I, w- I want to drill down with some questions after we hear Kelly's response.
2: So for me, when I hit a roadblock and I saw that I could not be promoted, I would just actually promote myself by leaving and going to another company. So I, I didn't go through the route of trying to convince them of my value. I knew my value. And and if they didn't see it, I was just going to leave. And so uh, for most of my career, if I could not get the promotion from within, I would look elsewhere.
0: Gotcha. Thank you. They're
2: two very different approaches.
0: And I want to drill down a little bit. So Montel, you use some language that I think our listeners can really give some thought to. So I heard you say you demanded an answer around why you were not being promoted and mm-hmm. you forced them to transfer you. So in the context of our listener base being targeted primarily at women, I want just you and Kelly's perspective on how women are perceived when they are consistent and persistent and if they were to quotes demand an answer from leadership how they are perceived.
1: Cool, good question. I'm going to say this under the assumption that the the woman employee leadership all male because i think it could be um, perceived differently if their leadership right
0: yep in um, corporate america typically it will be male decision makers
1: right unless they're like they're going to be looked at as foggy too pushy too aggressive too assertive maybe even bitchy sorry to say now if they're like, I think that they could be looked at as go-getters and people that they need need to have around and people that will take the company to the next level, if if they're like. So, perception really, really matters. I I think in this case
0: through the likability filter. Kelly, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on how females are interpreted when they're demanding? Because your your approach, Kelly, to just exit. <laughs> Without yeah, even I,
2: don't, I, don't even, I don't even entertain it, right? <laughs> and so, because I, I know that perception is there and it's even more strongly for a Black woman. I, I agree that there's a likability concept that's there, but I would go a step further to say that there needs to be some level of trust and credibility with your management team, with your leadership team in terms of your value. And if you're really expressing your value along the way and not just when you want something, then when it's time for you to want something, you've kind of already carried the group towards where you're looking to go anyway. And that's something that I've learned along the way after getting some career coaching help is how do you plant those seeds so that they grow when you're ready to grow? So I, I, I do think that the likability for me, manifests more into that trust and credibility.
1: And I agree. I agree 100% with what you said. In my experience, it's not your manager's decision to give you a promotion. It it comes two and three levels up, so i I needed to hear from other decision makers and people who basically had more pull and more clout than just my manager. Like, what's it going to take? Because there's a disconnect. You know, they might say to you one way. I need to hear it a different way. They might be like your assistant coach telling you, "Oh, coach wants you to do this. Coach wants you to do that." And I need to hear from the coach. You know, let me go around you real quick. You know, it doesn't have to be. Behind your back, or it doesn't have to be anything like that. I just need to hear it a different way. I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand. I need to hear it from your point because you're you're not regurgitating it the right way for me. That was my perspective.
0: So that that likability piece, I think that's that is a really good topic. I would interpret your words or them to transfer you, Montel, as you influenced them. Right? Yeah, But that's a nice, softer way to say it. But both you and Kelly spoke to the importance of a business case. Kelly called out a woman's ability to demonstrate and make sure the organization recognizes the value she brings to the organization. I interpret that to be like the presentation you said you put together to explain to them, this is why it would benefit you to transfer me. So I think I think there was definitely some areas of commonality across your experiences let's talk a little bit about before the promotion. There's that whole concept of that small goer aggression, where a woman can raise an idea in a meeting and everyone doesn't recognize it, but a man can say the same thing and all of a sudden it's the best idea in the world. So what are you all's thoughts on this, this perception that men's impact is recognized and leads to the outcomes they want and a woman's impact typically leads to more work for her at the current stage?
2: I'll, I'll start with that. So I do think that it still goes back to that that likability, what I'm going to call it, trust and credibility factor. I think when a female leader is well-seasoned, <clears throat> she's well-accepted and respected in what she delivers. I don't see that. And so you don't have that same level of churn. But if you are in a situation where you're new to an organization or you're new to the role or you're new to that level, there is a certain amount of, I'm going to call it hazing, that happens because I've felt yeah. it that, and I think any new leader feels it, whether it's female or male, I do think that females are more main examples of, in my opinion, just from my experience, than men in those instances. But I think it's something that you quickly challenge in terms of understanding the communication styles and quickly can regroup if you are understanding all the politics that are happening around you. But it certainly is not an easy task for a female to come into a new workplace, a new role, a new level, because there, it's almost like you're not coming from zero, you're coming from a negative place. And right. that's very, very difficult. And it can weigh heavily on your psyche when you're in that situation, especially as a female, when you know you don't have other females in the room, you look in your person of color, you're the only one in the room. So you even feel more ostracized and, and here you come with these ideas that may be against the status quo. And that's never a fun place. You deserve to be in any, any space that you're in. It's something that I try to keep in my mind. <laughs> doesn't always happen that way, but I have to keep saying that to myself. I deserve to be in this room just as much as anybody else. I went to school. I have my experience. I have my degrees. I have my certifications just like anyone else. In fact, more, I deserve right. to be here.
1: So when a kid fresh out of college comes into a meeting in a um, conference room and throws out an idea, it's going to be looked at as less than than someone more seasoned. I think everyone would tend to agree. And that certainly exists. If someone went to an Ivy League school, they could look the same, be the same age, have the same experience. But the person's a state school, for instance, then one's going to have more weight than the other. And I think the same goes with Rates and gender. So most of these leaders in Fortune 500 companies and Fortune 1000 companies are old white male. So there's going to be this unconscious bias for whoever's in the room. You might not be starting at zero, but you should be starting at one. You might be starting on negative one, depending yep. on who's yep. in the room. And it, and it's not fair. It is what it is. And there is this level of hate. I like that term you have to prove yourself there's this feeling out period for everyone in the room. it could be a mid-level employee feeling out the new kid or right. filling out the newest black executive that just walked in the door and like oh she, oh, she thinks she is well depending on the group, they sometimes share your whole resume sometimes they just give you a couple give a couple bullets you know, yeah let's see if they're the real
0: in your experience in corporate America Montel that do you feel like the hazing is, is pretty equally distributed across genders? Because I think one thing you called out that's really valuable is, yes, people people unconsciously look for what do they have in common, right? So if someone, if a man went to the same college as another man, even if he's just coming off, well, he's a campus hire, right? Literally mm-hmm. still got his graduation hat on and he's sitting in the boardroom with y'all. He, he may still get, a, I feel like, more respect than maybe... A female who didn't go to the same school, but it also happens to be female. So yep. in your experience in corporate sure. America, do you feel like that yeah. lack of credibility is, is the hazing experience? Do you feel like that's, that's a shared experience across genders or it, it may happen more to women, even women on women,
1: but discredit. I, I don't think it's women on women, but it definitely happens, but to a, a, a larger degree for women. I, in my experience, I see that guys will hang around the water cooler talk about the sports or whatever, or they'll go to lunch together sooner than the woman does. So that common ground is achieved quicker in those instances than with the woman. So maybe it started out equally, but the, the male counterpart got through it a lot faster than the female counterpart did. And it sure. could just be things that I've noticed that I'm thinking back on. It could just be when the the young female is... First hired, and she's talking in a circle around a group of people. Her boss might look away, but then when I started talking, he looks back into the into the mix. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even report to you, and you seem like you are more just what I got to say than your own employee. Right. I certainly see that.
0: Yeah on the on the on the win concept, I think Kelly and Montel, what is y'all's advice on? how someone who is maybe less experienced, how can someone accelerate building that credibility when either maybe their brand isn't where it needs to be or they're less experienced in the organization?
2: I think it depends on the environment and what all you need to do. I think having an understanding of what your brand is, as Martel talked about earlier, perception is is huge, will certainly help you to accelerate. And I think there's, so, there's not a lot out there. People don't tell you that in college that, you need to focus on your brand, right? Unless you're in marketing and you're talking about some organization's brand, no one's ever talking to you about your brand. But we all have brands, right? With our families on who cooks the best potato salad or whatever the case may be, right? We have this brand that we're known for in our communities, personally, et cetera. And we also have that brand at work. And so understanding what your brand is, and to me, it's understanding your value. It could be understanding your superpower. What is it that you're bringing to the table and making sure that that's clear and everyone knows that? That's the key to accelerating all these relationships, because when people start to talk about you and it's consistent, then people say, oh, wait, I heard this about this resource. When they meet you, it becomes something that you don't have to keep going through that hazing process because now they've heard that same consistent message about you. So they're not coming at you, you know. Kind of skeptical on what you can offer or what you can bring to the table. And so I do think focusing on your brand, it's going to be very, very helpful. I think sometimes we think we may be showing up as one thing, but we're likely showing up as another. And it's not always obvious. And so sometimes people will pull you to the side like, hey, girl, did you know that your hair was looking like this? Or did you know that you said this or you rolled your eyes when, you know, or whatever the case may be. You may not know. So it's being very mindful and intentional about how you're showing up and when you're showing up is going to help you accelerate that whole process so that you can get through trust and credibility very quickly.
1: I'm just going to add this. You need to be able to showcase in an organic way. You can't just meet someone who could be a a, a dotted line manager or a lateral counterpart and just say, Hey, you know what? I do GIS. I do analytics. I do, you know, you got to know when and, and how to put that in into a conversation organically, for lack of a better term. And that's going to get you there faster. That's going to get you that respect and likability faster, whether it's pay to go and have coffee or you know, eating together at lunch. But it's kind of like dating someone or, or meeting someone out at the grocery store, or in the club, or at the lounge. And it's like, how, how am I going to approach what what the branding that I'm going to give give off to them? And you need to sometimes side them up and to find some type of common ground and break down those walls.
0: Yeah, it's like networking, the dating. I can see the parallel. I think that's, I mean, I, I think can, that's important. Totally yeah, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. It's, and I hear if if I were to do one sentence, there's a huge part of emotional intelligence that seems to come into play, right? You need to know the organization know who you're going up to, know enough to know what's appropriate.
1: So I I think that was valuable information. So some folks, if you come in too aggressive, they're going to be turned off. Man or woman, dating or networking, they're going to be turned off. But some are going to be turned on by that. And you have to size that up. You know, unfortunately, the onus is on the the lower level employee to size up the competition. Right.
0: That really speaks to how differently men versus women look at things. Yeah.
1: Whether you at a networking event or whether it's right after the the board meeting and you guys are finishing up the coffee and donuts and whatnot capping, talking to you little pod. It at the end of the day, we hunting.
0: Yeah, very different. Women are like, like, how can I how can I how can me going to introduce myself to this person benefit the greater yeah. good? yeah
2: right yeah, very a, different perspective a very different perspective in terms of how we're approaching connecting and establishing meaningful connections for sure
0: it brings us all the way back to some of the language Montel chose used use when he was talking about potential ways that women are perceived when they are persistent about their ambitions and want to get someone else on board with supporting them like the bossy the you know not well-liked pushy you know so I think that that's something that women just have to be really mindful of as they think about that emotional intelligence piece. How can you lead the perception that people have of you as you're communicating your passion for your own development?
2: I would add that it's a step before the ask, which is understanding your trust and credibility in your environment is required before you can make these cases, right? If you're not valued, and you go to your boss and say, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna leave if I can't get this or whatever," like <laughs> they're like, go, "Okay, okay, you have to do what you have to do." And so, I do think that having that pre-understanding of where you stand from a value proposition, and understanding are you exceeding expectations? Do do folks around you feel like you are? Like, are you getting that? Are people trusting of you and and looking at you to give you more without you volunteering to take on more? And so. There's signs on the wall before you go in with that ask that can tell you if you're going to get any reception on that ask or not. And so I think that there's a pre-step that we have to take.
1: Yeah, I agree. That. I agree 100. percent. And to me, what I heard is communication and feedback. And sometimes we're not we we're not receptive to that. We don't want to hear it. And we can get that from our managers and our weekly one-on-ones or what have you. Or we can get that feedback from our workers and counterparts who are a work friends. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. say, hey, yep. you know, hey, did you, how did that presentation go? Be honest, you know, give me the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, and just be open minded to that feedback. And they feel like, oh no, you killed it. Like, man, I'm jealous. Like, how'd you come up with this concept? Or, you know, how'd you think to say it that way? Then you know, you know, I'm valuable here. Awesome. Well, I
0: feel like you both have shared yeah. some really insightful thoughts across some of the topics related to winning. Last thing yeah. I want to ask you to tell our listeners what's one piece of advice you would give them to help them win this week?
1: Meditate on self and reflect on yourself. Think, is there anything that I can be doing better today that I'm not doing and that I'm willing to do? And just really sit and chew on that. And if the answer comes to you and you know that you can do it today, even if you don't like it, then do it. and It's going to help you. If the answer is no, I'm doing everything I can. I'm killing it. There's nothing I can possibly think of that's going to help me that I can deal with change and upgrade today. Then keep doing you good.
2: I say if you don't have a relationship with your manager or your manager's manager or above that you look for ways where you can get that visibility so that you can start to understand the audience and and what is their communication style and what are their... What are their interests? What are their things that they're looking to drive, right? Or initiatives that they're looking to do and commonalities, et cetera. And find a way to connect, right? I think sometimes we feel like our managers would be all end all, but they're not, right? Are there other ways where you can do a volunteering assignment with, in a community atmosphere where other folks are joining or employee resource groups where they're having events, et cetera, that they do to drive culture in the company? Are there opportunities for you to? branch out and get to know other people outside of your current manager if there are then you should go for it if they're not then you know what maybe make the case to make that happen at your company but you got to get out there and connect and establish yourself and establish your brand beyond your manager and if you haven't done it with your manager then you need to do that because that's important as well so that's my one I thought that's a big one but that's that's a, a, a great one.
1: Yeah, I love that.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you both for your time, for your insight. And I hope
0: you listeners have enjoyed having a different perspective with our male guest, Montel Graves and Coach Kelly. And we'll catch you next week.